Welcome back to our podcast. Uh, I'm Daniela. It's Tori. And I'm Rachel. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast, we are talking about dating life, Um, specifically our experiences and, you know, coming back to the dating scene after a breakup. Um, I mean, Tori has had, I would say, probably the craziest uh, dating encounters where I've had the most, like, Wow, it definitely does get worse from here. (laughs) (laughs) Like, things happen to Tori, and we're just like, are we living in a movie? Are we the side characters in your movie? We are. We totally are. Um, You need to think about it. We are. We totally are. But um, it's like, gosh, every day. And then Daniela over here, she has almost just as many experiences in life. Oh, my gosh. I feel so boring in comparison. (laughs) First thing. I'm so happy to exist. First thing, like meeting her, it's just like, yeah, I was holding the penis of like a strange man, and I'm like, okay, cool. Yes. You set dude, the this, tone. This was for medical purposes. I wasn't just, <laughs> just, I wasn't just casually. Just, I wasn't going around just holding older men's penises like in my spare time. I mean, hey, girl, if that's if that's you know, hey. I'm not gonna yuck your yum. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, um. Tori have definitely been in a lot more relationships than Rachel has. But that doesn't discount, like, the experiences that she's had. I think uh, the difference is, like, she has more experience in um, long relationships Mm -hmm. and how how they fluctuate over, like, years of time. The longest relationship that I've had is, like, I mean, like, a year. Like, a solidly a year without breaking up and getting back together and dating other people in between. So My, My first was I dated one guy for an entire year, and then we broke up when he went to college, and then I went and ended up dating another guy, and we've been dating for the past almost six years now, so... That's a very long time. It is a very long time, and we are not the same people that we were then. You need to speak louder. I would say the longest relationship I've had is a little over a year as well, um, without breaking up. Um... But experience-wise, what should we start with, ladies? Oh, our first God. I was say, our first kiss, should we start from the uh, beginning? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think we should go around and just sort of give, like, a brief synopsis of your dating life. Like, don't go into, wait, we'll, we'll go Too, into detail yeah. later, I yeah. promise. Yeah, we will go into detail later. Yeah. Uh, so, I would say, a, like, a good summary of, like, my yeah. relationships, um, <laughs> cringy <laughs> from the beginning I would say cringe and then goes to wow scum um, and then it goes to wow this one was actually pretty good like dude it's going up it's going up from here can't get any can't get lower than you know um, but yeah I would say it definitely just got somewhat better over the over the course of relationships yeah right. my last relationship was probably definitely my best relationship that's what we like to hear is like an upward trajectory in life and yeah. relationships and people some progress yeah. with self with other people better um, selection oh yeah dudes tell you what and women and these people <laughs> these east coast boys uh, <laughs> 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 um i definitely started my relationships in a really rocky place um I was drawn to people that reminded me of my upbringing, which wasn't the best. Um, (laughs) So I found comfort in, um, quite frankly, abusive relationships. 
Um, and I had to meet very sweet people who loved me unconditionally to learn that that was something that I wanted. Um, and from there, it was like, okay, well, you know, I want a guy that's not super soft, that's going to still be masculine, because that was what I was attracted to. Not that there's anything wrong with guys who are, like, super soft and sweet, mm-hmm. but I wanted a guy who could do both. Yeah. Who could have, like, really intimate pillow talk with me, but also, like, um, challenge me in different ways. Um, and someone who really, like, confidence. Like, it was yeah. really, it took me a long time to find a guy who had a solid foundation of confidence. Um, and then I, I um, settled in different areas. Um, I settled with you know the way that somebody treated me because they were more confident and I preferred that so um now I'm getting to a point where I would rather be single um than date a guy who is not up to my standards and that I found through like having really solid friendships yeah um I feel like we put so much hype on um the types of relationships that we're in Mm -hmm. and like the dating is the golden relationship that you put all of your love and energy into and that that's just not that's not practical it's not a because, full life right yeah. one person cannot fulfill all of your needs um so once i realized that i had a lot more i had better relationships because i could always lean on my friend group and have them as my consistent factor i didn't need to be jumping from re- relationship to relationship yeah um my dating life, so up until high school, and I thought going into high school that I was not going to date anyone in high school. I actually, um, in second grade, I was so under the impression, I grew up very, very Christian, and so I was under the impression that I was not supposed to date anyone until I was basically, like, I thought you, like, got married and then figured out if you liked the person. Like, I, like, I had no concept of what dating was, and so, like, random story, I ended up um, being in the pool at summer camp with a bunch of kids and we all like swimming around you know as kids do and uh there was this one boy who came up to me and said jonathan likes you and i was like oh boy i didn't know how to deal with it because i was nervous and i was like i'm not supposed to be in a relationship and so i that's what i told him i said i'm sorry i'm too young to be in a relationship and he was like crushed and then we just didn't end up dating (laughs) and then i didn't i didn't date anyone like i would have occasional crushes on people throughout um all the way up through to high school um and then my first boyfriend in high school it went from i literally told him it's like yeah i don't think i will date in high school to we are dating now he threw a paintbrush at me and i fell in love and then we (laughs) that's how it happens oh my god (laughs) when he throws paintbrushes at you (laughs) it was super adorable and he was super goofy and i dated him for a whole year uh, until he left for college and we were not the right people for each other and then I almost dated the guy that I was at a um, youth conservation corps for seven weeks, living in the woods, living in a hammock, you, like just 24-7 with this guy and being like, I can't date you. I'm, I, have a, I have someone at home. And then um, by the t- end of the summer, I did, couldn't love him because I had spent so much time trying not to love him. And so then I went sadly into the junior year of high school and am in the relationship that I am in now. And I think it's very difficult to, um, like, because a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, like, 
high school relationships don't last. But, like, you are literally living proof that, like, they are lasting, my guy. They can. It's they so can much be. Pressure. You don't want to guarantee yeah. it, though. I yeah. try not to think about it because, like, that's what I did with my first relationship. And I think that's why I stayed with him for a whole year because I was under the impression of, like, there's that big, like, oh, my gosh, the 1% club of people who are – they meet young and then date all the way through and then get married and then have, a, like, a 50-year to 100-year-long marriage. Just that be incredible. But, like, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. It's just sort of um, – Right, right. Yeah, like, it's um, too much pressure because uh, that's not – It doesn't always happen. And as we talked about in our last episode, it was – it's about, you know – living in the moment and even if something's not going to last being okay with that right and so so often you have um younger individuals compare their relationships to the movies that you know you meet that one boy or like you know you date a couple of guys and then that one boy treats you really nicely and that's supposed to work out and you're supposed to like chase him and move across the country to be with him or do long di- um, long distance through college, which is not always practical. Yeah. You know, like the relationships that work out in high school, it comes down to a lot of um, circumstances that went to benefit that relationship um, and just, you know, like happenstance. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I would say my first relationship was in high school. Mm-hmm. It was my freshman year, and I, I've liked guys in the past or whatever, but, yeah. like, the guy I was with at the time, um, we, I remember, it's so cliche, we were walking up the steps together to class, and he was like, oh, uh, I, I have something to ask you, and I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was oh, so... Oh, oh, ma'am, I got ma'am, to ask I? you. <laughs> excuse me, ma'am, excuse me. <laughs> no, um, oh my he's just, he's just fine, um. No, he he was a really sweet kid. Um, he he was like, "Do you want to be my girlfriend?" And I was like, "Uh, uh sure, like, you know, <laughs> sure, let's try it out." <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, he was really a nice kid and, and everything, and uh, we were all in the same friend group or whatever. I think we dated for what three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we we dated for like three weeks, and then he broke up with me. And long story short, his friends were like break up with her like you should just break up with her and they're like peer pressuring him to break up with me so he did and then shortly afterwards like he was like i made a mistake like i miss you can you take me i'm like i'm not taking you back 100 (laughs) percent. like i understand that your friends are peer pressuring you but like that just kind of shows me that you're a little bit of a pussy and you're not going to stand your ground for something you believe in and i can't date someone like that he's not he wasn't he wasn't mature enough to be in a relationship if he was going to get peer pressured out of one or just ask a random person Right. You, well, you weren't random. I, I had known him, like, ever since the, the school year started, and we were really good friends. Okay, yeah. Um, And I had, I liked him a little bit, but I wasn't like, oh my god, like, he has, oh my god. No, I wasn't like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I but, was like, might as well. Right, and I was just like, I'm not going to date somebody that can't stand their ground or stand up for something yeah. that they love. Like, I can't be with somebody like that. You would have to see that they, like, changed in some way before oh, yeah. you were to do that. Like, meet them later. The high school, oh my god, high school is just nothing but drama, 100%. Amen. <laughs> after, after we broke up, he had a friend that was also in the friend group. Yeah. Um, we'll call him, I, Devon. Um, we'll call him Evan. Um, 
so Evan would purposely skate around me with his skateboard when I would be walking during mm. lunch period. What a man. <laughs> but he would, I feel like he would only purposely do it right. to get under Sam's skin. So right. Sam was the ex that uh, we broke up in high school, and then um, Evan would just purposely look like, oh my god, like, opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah. And at some point, um, Evan did have feelings for me, but nothing ever, nothing ever mm-hmm. happened. Um, but it's just, high school is just literally nothing but, like, it's literally Degrassi. It's Degrassi in a nutshell. Like, oh, I'm gonna make so-and-so jealous by doing this and blah, blah, blah. Side note, literally, um, when I was first starting to, like, maybe date, um, date my first boyfriend in high school, um, I met him through another guy, and I liked the other guy, and I had a crush on him because he did parkour, and I thought that was cool, and literally when, like, this guy was, like, wooing me, they, like, I was sitting on, like, a bench or something, and they were doing parkour over the bench, like, over top of me, and it was, like, (laughs) one boy, then the other boy, then the, like, it's just, like, that competition factor, and it was just, like, but to woo a girl, it was just, like, very much a high school boy's aesthetic. Oh um, my god, yeah. <laughs> they wanted to be the skater boy yeah, the from skater, Avril Lavigne. <laughs> the, the skating around you, um, in front of the other boy, that reminded me of that. <laughs> oh my god. I always dated guys that were older than me. Um, Same. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, it's just dating somebody that's like younger than you, I feel like their mom. I can't date right? some, like if they're a year, maybe I can swing I it. think in the future I might be able to do that, but like in high school especially, because of the It's dev- such a big difference. Yeah. yeah, I was so different at 17 than I was at 16, and boys are so much different year to year, so I, I think like in the future I could see dating someone who's younger than me, um, especially if I met them and didn't know how old they were and already clicked with them, um, but currently, no. They gotta know how to do their own laundry and live on their own first. Right, <laughs> right. And right. like mo- more recently, um, I so I dated a guy for um, like two years. I mean, it was like a year, and then we kind of were like on and off for the last year. Yeah. And um, he had an apartment of his own. He had his own car. Like I got used to dating a guy who he still listened to his parents because they had monetary control over him with um as regards to um in regards to college yeah um but he was very independent and i really really liked that um and then (laughs) when i was like thrown back into the dating pool um i would meet guys who they're like oh yeah i still i still live with my family or um they didn't have like they didn't have goals outside of their um of their childhood home uh whether whether or not like that was the place that um the physical place that they grew up in but living with their parents living with their siblings um they were like yeah this is content for me and they still like ask their parents for permission for things or um would be like oh you know i have to be home by this time because i'm having dinner with my parents and there's nothing wrong with that but I cannot date a guy that is at at that point in his life. I just I can't. I I feel like I am it's, it's so high partly school. dating their parents. Yes. Like because um they'd be like, "Oh, well, let me ask my parents." Or for um if we would get into arguments or if we had um things that we were deciding as a couple, they would consult their parents. And so it didn't feel like I was really dating that one individual. Right, yeah. You're, like, trying to make a collective happy. 
And it's also like you've you've grown out of that. Right. That's a, that's a phase in like where you have to ask your parents for every little thing. That's a phase you go through in high school and the, or like and just after high school where you you grow talk out of that. And I know a lot of people are still in that stage, and it's okay. It's completely it's, okay yeah. to be in that stage. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to be like like if you hear if you're listening to this podcast right now, and that's you. Like that's totally fine. Like, yeah, <laughs> everyone goes at their own pace, and it's more important for you to do that. It's just it it's sort of part of relationships is you don't want to be uneven in them, and so if you are already denested and on your own and building your own nest, it's really hard to be like, hey, do you want to build a nest with me? And they're like, I like living at my parents' nest, and you're just like. Yeah, I really want like, you to be over here and not and not. I don't, I don't want to live both places. Or it's very much trying to get them out of their comfort zone, or at least being like, take a leap of faith, like bend but, the rules. But some people, um, they're not able to because yeah. of the financial position that they're in, or or you know whatever. Like if they are supporting their parents in some way, they're not yeah. able to move outside of the home, and it comes from you know. Um, scenario to scenario but I was definitely meeting a lot of guys who they um, they drove like the car like they drove their family car that they shared with their parents and dates were weird and it was just like it wasn't something I was interested in yeah and that's a that's a personal thing like and you might meet a person that you're willing to do that for Mm -hmm. but if they're like an okay guy and then there's also that kind of baggage you might be like oh like you <laughs> that was an awkward date when um <laughs> when a guy invited me to dinner and I was like, "Ooh, like he's going to pick me up. He's going to take me out." Um and he picked me up and his mom was in the passenger seat. Oh. And he's like, "Hey, like how how are you?" And I'm like, "Hi." I'm good. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh yeah, like you know, um, I need to drop my mom off before I can borrow her car. So we're just gonna drop her off, and then we're gonna go, um, but we're gonna go out to eat." And so I was like, "Okay." But like, um, why wouldn't he drop off his mom before the date? Like, why did it have to be he in didn't, the middle? He didn't think about the time. Oh my god! And gosh. so he's trying to like, you know, get her on time. But he had planned the date with me beforehand, so he was like picking me up. It was just like, don't don't carpool to a date with your parents, please, <laughs> <laughs> please. Um, I would say, or at least give a warning. Oh yeah, yeah. if like, like, hey, like, there's circumstances just... happen, right? But, like, give a warning, you know, like, just, or just just you're shoot about a... to meet my mother. Are you okay with that? <laughs> shoot day one, <laughs> shoot a text saying, hey, I may be a little late, I just gotta drop my mom off at said place, or hey. And then you get points for that, for, like, right. taking care of your mom and being, like, a cool person. And, like, most people are, like, totally understanding of that. Any uh, guy that shows that they care about their mom and treats them with respect, you already have a pretty, like, I already yeah. like you. Amen. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. how a guy treats his mother says a lot about how he treats women in general. Right. Yeah. Um, but since we are uh, on the topic of awkward dates... Um, (laughs) I would say, um, one of my most awkward dates, I was on a double date and didn't know it. (laughs) (laughs) My friend had her, my friend was like, oh, like, me and my boyfriend and then, like, one of our friends, like, we're just gonna go to the movies and and see something, do you wanna come? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, like, whatever, man, totally down. Yeah. Didn't say whether it was a boy or a girl, didn't say if this was a date, double date or not, and I was just like, sure, let's go. So I get there. And it's another another guy I knew, and we were kind of friends. Yeah. And we went to the movie theaters, and I had money to buy things for myself, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, 
<laughs> and then I'm trying to buy these things, and said guy, we'll call him a guy number one. Guy <laughs> <laughs> Fuck guy number one. Because I honestly don't remember his name, and that's the sad yeah. part. So guy number one was my said date. Right. And then guy number two, number two was her boyfriend. Yeah. Um, so I would say that we were we were getting food, like popcorn and stuff. And I was just, you know, grabbing whatever. And guy number one was like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, I'll pay for you. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, I really, I, I'm very worried about people paying things for, like, spending oh, money on me yeah. anyway. Even if, even if I know that it's a date. Like, I'm like, hey, let's go Dutch. Because oh, I know. <laughs> I, I don't, there, there has been um, this kind of subtext in our culture. And, and sometimes yeah. explicit, you know, yeah. um, mm-hmm. that if a guy pays for a date and you don't want to have sex with him, you at least owe him a blowjob. That or, like, I, I just don't want to feel, like, Or you obligated. owe him a second date. Yeah. Like, I don't want to feel obligated to, one, like, basically kiss their feet for spending money on me. Also. But also just, like, I don't want to seem like that person that's like, well, you have to spend money on a date because then you're not a gentleman. Yeah. I have a lot of, like, I have a lot of older women around me from work or just people that I look up to um, that they'll ask me, like, oh, how was your date? Oh, did he buy? Like, did he pay for it? And they're like, okay, it's not worth your time if he doesn't pay for it. And I, I am not an escort. I am not a mm-hmm. prostitute. I am a person who is going out to a meal with you. And yeah. so, like, on some end of it, if it's a really expensive restaurant, then I want you to pay for it because I don't want to be um, financially burdened with something that I didn't agree to. Right. But if it's, like, a coffee date, I can buy my own coffee. Right. And I don't think that there should be that pressure on the guys yeah. to take up the financial burden of dating. And it's I think it's okay to have a conversation about it too. Yeah, like that, definitely. Just be like, um, like if so if you want to pay for someone else's food, being like, Hey, are you comfortable with me paying for this? Yeah. Um, and then the person can be like, Yeah, absolutely. Like But don't expect because they are the male in the relationship or because they are, you know, whatever position in the relationship that yeah. they are obligated yeah, to so pay for your time. Like Matt and I, my boyfriend, um, he we still ask each other, Hey, is it okay if I pay for this? Mm-hmm. Whether it's us at the grocery and we're like, we're about to make dinner together. He'll be like, hey, do you mind if I pay for this? Like, I'm co- comfortable paying for it. And I'm like, yeah, if you're comfortable, I would love that because I'm broke. Um, <laughs> College then, life, feel But then like. also, but also, like, sometimes I'm like, no, I'm going to buy that thing for you because I'm doing fine right now. And I don't, and because we aren't, we don't have shared assets right now. We've been dating for a long time, but we are not financially, like, together. And so it's important to have that separation, I think. Right. Uh, right. Up until you're, like ready yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, having that conversation like has definitely led to some awkward dates oh 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. so like he's offering to um he's offering to pay for my stuff and i was like are you sure like you don't have to like i have my own money and he's like no 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 like i'll pay for your drinks and i'll pay for your food blah blah, blah. And i'm like okay very nice of you thank you um <laughs> so we get we get in the movie theater <laughs> and my friend um my friend Erica at the time, she's sitting next to her boyfriend. We'll call him guy number two. Um, and then I'm sitting next to Erica. And then guy number one is sitting next to me. Yeah. So I- I'm just like, whatever. Like, let's enjoy the movie. Let's enjoy the film. Yeah. And in the, mid- <laughs> in the middle of the movie, this guy literally, like, taps me or something. I don't know if he was trying to hold my hand or what he was doing. But, like, he's just like, uh, do you by chance want to, you know, be my girlfriend? And I was like, 
no. <laughs> because, like, first of all, I, I don't really, like, I haven't really, like, hung out with you one-on-one. I don't really know anything about you. But also, like, I just was not looking to date anybody at the time. And I was just right. like, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> and I feel like I, I didn't realize that it was a double date till he asked me. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm on a double date right now. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I broke that man's heart. I feel like he was very hopeful that I was You are a heartbreaker. <laughs> you are a ruthless heartbreaker. Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. I, I like, I tried to let them down gently. But at yeah. the same time, I'm just like, if I have to be very clear on what I mean, then I will. you often do. If you... Sometimes in attempting to let a person down gently or, like, just be like, oh, we're just friends, uh, it, they, they're, when a person's looking for signals from a person that they like them, then they're going to read into any nice thing. Right. And so, and so unless you have an explicit conversation that says, I don't like you, I do like you as a friend, that person is going to, and even then, they're, they're, they're going to be looking for cues that you have the same feelings as them, and because they have those rosy feelings and, like, that rosy outlook on life, they're going to be predisposed to lead you on. I don't right. think it's the woman's fault in that scenario for the person, or, like, or any person. I don't think it's their fault for, like, leading a person on, as long as it's not, like, explicitly romantic and sexual in right. nature. Um, yeah. Or, you know, pushing boundaries. Yeah, pushing yeah. boundaries. Like, and so if, it, if you're just being the way you normally are with people and a person is led on by that because they're looking for cues in you, that's not your fault, but there is a conversation that needs to happen there. Right. Yeah, I never yeah. saw that guy after that date. I, yeah. I, I never saw him again. And I, <laughs> I asked Erica, too. I was like, yo, like, was that supposed to be a double date? Because I had no clue. Like, I was Poor just guy in, number one. Yeah, guy <laughs> number one took the L. I apologize. Uh, it's so awkward when... So... <laughs> obviously in relationships like saying i love you is very like oh i don't know who, should i say it first should you say it first i always imagine that to be a big moment i mean oh yeah like it's weird like i build it up in my head and depending on the um power dynamics in the relationship mm-hmm. i'm like he's gonna say it first right. even if i feel that way yeah i i still hold back wanting to say that mm-hmm. because i want them to say it first yeah or i don't feel that I should say it first and it like it ends up being this like big moment when it's, yeah. it I it, it can be but it also doesn't have to be yeah I, I think it's yeah. very much a pride thing I like that's actually been a that was a huge issue in Matt and I's relationship from the very get-go because like we'd been like hanging out in a very like dating like-esque mm-hmm. way for about a week Matt and I didn't expressly say, will you be my girlfriend? Will you be my boyfriend? For almost two months. And so it was just sort of, like, known. And, like, there was one time I was like, what are we? And he was like, I think, I don't like the word girlfriend, but I feel like you're more than that. And I was like, my heart, it's so perfect. We're perfect for each other. Um, but I, I said I love you casually to him as, like, a goodbye over, like, a text or something. And he was like, whoa, whoa, that's, that's too much. Um that's too much like you don't need to like like i feel like that i was like oh my gosh is it too soon and he's like yeah i i mean i don't know like and he was just flustered by it and i didn't know how to like i was just like because i love you and my family is very much like goodbye i hope to see you again and like i use it for friends i use it for family so i don't think of i love you even in a relationship as being like this big moment but then it came to be because matt was uncomfortable with saying i love you he attached a lot of like really 
he was like saying I love you and especially because he held off holding onto it it became a bigger and bigger deal because by the time he actually said I love you it was close to this is a forever thing like and that's what he was worried about because he didn't want to say I love you and have that connotation with it because mm-hmm. he didn't want to make a promise that he couldn't keep right. um, and love changes your yeah. definition yeah. of love changes and your feelings change yeah so just because you tell somebody that you love them yeah it doesn't like nothing in life is guaranteed and so i didn't understand his fear because i was like just say it like you say it um you say it in a moment and then when i say i love you in this moment i feel differently than i when i say it in another moment so like when i say i love you i mean currently and i also but i also mean hopeful for forever or hopeful for the future but i'm not like like in that moment i might feel like this like i want to hold on to this moment forever but i'm not like i don't know i didn't i didn't tie as much to it um but when he actually did start saying I love you more recently in the past two years, that was a really big deal. And, um, and I really I, I treasured it more. In my last relationship, um, I, I was planning to tell this guy that I loved him in a really epic way. I asked <laughs> his really closest friends to help me, uh, and I wrote a song for him, right. which is so cheesy. Uh. But I took his favorite song. I learned, um, like, all the lyrics to it, and I changed all of them to – so the music was the same. The lyrics were about us, Um, which is so, like, oh, my God, that's so cringy. But um, I planned all of that, and I was like, that's when I'm going to tell him. That's when I'm going to tell him that I love him. And I got both his best friends on board. And um, there was one time where he was dropping me off in front of my dorm room, and – um, I like I had a sweater tied around my waist, uh, and so I untied the sweater when I was like in the car, and so he's getting ready to drop me off, and um, I'm getting ready to go out the door, and I was like, um, "Bye, have a great day, I love you." And I realized what I said, and then I like shut the door, and then I'm like, "Oh my god!" And I was so embarrassed, um, and then. <laughs> right before I shut the door, he said, don't forget your sweater. Uh, he didn't say it back. And I oh. was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I was so worried. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he didn't say it back. Like, did I just d- – because there's a mood that right. changes. Yeah. Like, there's that tension that comes in. And so I called his best friend. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I just told him that I love him. And he was like, oh, like, how are you feeling? Because he's a great guy. Like, <laughs> you know, my ex-boyfriend, like, he – I don't want to say he's a shitty person, but he's he's not he's really not great. the best person. He's not the best person, and we'll um, go into that in more detail. Yeah, <laughs> but um, in the future, or at least at that time period, he yeah. wasn't a great person. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm so his sorry. best. <laughs> so his best friend um, <laughs> was like, "Hey, like, you know, how are you feeling?" And I was like, "I'm just worried. I don't feel like he feels the same way." And he was like, "Um, I shouldn't tell you this, but I'm pretty sure he feels the same way." Oh damn! Um, and so then we had that conversation. It was really awkward. No. Uh, he was like, "You know, I didn't want to tell you that I love you because I'm not sure how I feel about you, but I think I love you." And to me, it wasn't reassuring, right. but it should have yeah. been because. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I love you in this moment. Yeah. And I, I guess I was looking for just as equal of passion and just right. as equal of the same feeling. I had the same thing with Matt. Um, he would be like, uh, it's like, I love you currently. He would he would add a qualifier to the end of it. And I hated that qualifier because I was just like, just say it. Yeah. Have it be more precious than that. Because right. the moment you, because then I'm already like, 
it always set fear because I have a very insecure personality. I'm better now than I was when I was younger, but uh, part of my growth and, and Matt's growth and our growth as a relationship together has been me dealing with my insecurity in relation to our relationship. Right. Um, yeah. I definitely have never said I love you first. Could be that I'm just very stubborn as an individual, <laughs> but the first time that um, the first time that my serious a serious relationship or my first serious relationship um, happened, me and the guy I think we're dating for like what three days, mm-hmm. three days, <laughs> um, and we were just like laying in bed uh, or whatever, and he was he was getting emotional. And, like, it kind of took me off guard because I, I'm very much, like, I'm not going to show my feelings. Right. Go away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Even today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, no, he, I, w- I just wasn't used to that because a lot of guys are very, like, they feel like they need to be closed off. And I feel that. <laughs> I feel that to the extreme. Uh, toxic mascul- masculinity is a, is a real thing. Um, but he there was not a moment that he wasn't like just completely raw with me and didn't tell me how he felt and the three days that we were dating like we had talked about some some pretty like deep stuff like stuff that you probably shouldn't really like talk about on a first date but you know bond over your traumas I (laughs) I, I think some of like when I fell in love with people and had really good moments with people it always started with being super open oh yeah like when I first met you Tori I Literally, it was just like, here's what happened in my life. I'm going through a breakup. And, I, like, that's what I talked about with you. Oh. Because I, yeah, literally yeah. day one, very much, like, yeah. I'm and having I, a full <laughs> circle moment because when I first met you guys, I was also going through yeah. a breakup. Yeah, so it was very much a, like, I don't know, m- my most open moments with people where you're just like, I trust this person already, and I'm going to give them my full, and then that they bounce that back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it bonds immediately. It's yeah. very nice to have that connection um, yeah. when you first start out, because you don't want it there to be any, like, secrets. You just want them to be completely raw yeah. and real with you. And he had been that, and we were just laying there, and he was getting, like, emotional, and he, like, kind of started to, to cry a bit, and I was like, are you okay? Like, what's wrong? And yeah. he was like, it's just that, you know, I've known you for such a short amount of time, but you make me so happy already. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I love that about you. And I was like, you, excuse me? Like, it <laughs> took me off guard. I was like, you love that about me? Like, it just took me off guard. Yeah. And he's like, uh, no, I didn't mean to say, like, I love you. And I was like, uh, you didn't mean to say. <laughs> you didn't You're mean so to say. Mean. <laughs> no, I was just messing with him. Honestly, I would rather a guy tell me, like, how he feels, even if he thinks it's too soon to say I love you. Like, I'm not gonna, sh- I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna, you love me? You're crazy. Like, no, because love comes uh, in so many. The worst response is thanks. I've yeah. literally. <laughs> I love you. Thanks. I've literally. I appreciate that. Oh my a God. guy that I never dated that basically was just completely obsessed with me told me when he was drunk that he loved me. And I said, as I was also drunk, thank you. <laughs> I don't think that's rude. I'm also just not gonna say it's it the, back. It's the tone, though. Like, yeah. And it's not rude. I'm not saying that it's rude. Yeah, it's, it's just true. when you are the person saying I love you and all you get back is thank you. It's you're a like, heartbreak. Ah! Back to the heartbreak stereotype. But at the same time, unrequited love will always be painful. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It's part of life. Um, I would also like to add a qualifier to like the deep conversations at the very get-go. If you have like a slow beginning to a relationship, that's I think just it's valid. That's just as valid. I think I think the important thing is eventually having those conversations and oh, being yeah. able to. I don't think there should be rules about what you should and should not talk about in a relationship. 
the only rules are each other's boundaries yes and what each person is okay with talking about because like if somebody is more on the conservative side and they don't want to have like really explicit conversations about their sex lives or whatever to respect that but don't go based off of what other people tell you about your relationship because everything is different yes definitely take things with a grain of salt because your relationship is your relationship hands down and the only people that it really should concern and it really should matter are you and your partner. Right. So whatever boundaries you set up, whatever, mm-hmm. like, promises you make to each other, if you make promises, like, that's between you and your partner. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't vent to your friends about, like, some things that might frustrate you, but don't ever keep those things from your partner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honesty and loyalty and, like, you know, those are the things that really just make a relationship yeah. a whole. So I – so going back to that story – um. He, I, like, he was kind of, like, spiraling, realizing that he basically said that he loved me. And I told him, I was like, it's okay. Like, don't freak out. This is fine. Yeah. I don't want you to feel the need to take it back if that's how you genuinely feel. And he kind of just reset it again. He's like, okay, well, then, you know, I do love you. Like, I, and I was like, oh, well, there, uh, okay. I mean, cool, man. And I was like, you know, nice. I love you too. Like you're really, yeah. you're really cool. Um, <laughs> I think the takeaway from this episode really is like dating is hard and complicated, and there is no rule. It's book. really what, yeah. There's no rule book. It's yeah. really what you make it. Um, and to be unapologetic about yourself, and know that like the the structures that we have for gender, we we really need to tear that down. Yeah. Men shouldn't always have to pay for the date. Yeah. I think that, um, and, and I mean, not every date is a man and a woman. Not every date is, like, exactly. has that structure. Yeah. And sometimes um, you have a more, like, feminine guy and yeah. a more masculine woman. And, like, the power dynamics are going to change from relationship to relationship. And what people want to talk about changes. Right. And you have to find somebody that you vibe with and that your boundaries are about the same. And that is the journey. And that's hard. Yeah. Especially, uh, oh, wow. Especially um, just reciprocating that good energy. Like, the energy that you are giving to them and they are reciprocating is the best feeling in the world. Yes, right. If both of you are putting in 100%, that is golden. And um, especially, you know, like you were saying, with relationships, another takeaway it's scary to be vulnerable with somebody at first. Yeah. Amen. It's a hundred percent terrifying. Um, yeah. And so it's okay to step into it and like, because you also want to make sure it's someone you can trust to be vulnerable with. There's that like, that sounding period where you're like, you throw a few things out there and you're like, uh, here's one small thing that I don't care about that much, but I do care about that a little bit. And if they don't react well to that or another thing, then you might be like, huh, this person might not be the best person to open myself up to. And sometimes right. you get that, like, vibe from a person. Trust your vibes. Trust your vibes. Trust your vibes. Guy seems creepy. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. Yeah. Get out of there. Um, Don't question We'll have it. to do another episode on, like, dating safety. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I have some stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll <laughs> but get into that. Until yeah. then, thank you guys for listening. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Stay safe out there. <laughs>